0: What's going on, everybody? This is Black Man Sundays. I'm your host, Corey Sylvester Murray, and we're talking about generational wealth, we're talking about finance, and of course, we're talking about business.
1: It's a Black Man Sunday.
0: And before we introduce today's guest, my man Eric from Huntsville, a.k.a. Hunts Vegas, Alabama. Who do you have for our Black Men Sunday spotlight?
2: Hey, Corey, thank you for that. My spotlight, I'm doing something on an HBCU grad from Alabama State University, who her name is April Ross, who bought her own television station, the same television station she interned years ago. So this is a picture of April right here. Um, let me give you a little tidbits of this April Ross. Now, April Ross, like I said, she's an HBCU grad from Alabama State University, who is now the owner of WJCN-TV33, a local television station based out in LaGrange, Georgia. As an entrepreneur, she's especially proud of her success because she used to work, like I said, at the same station as an intern. Now, April was a student major in communications when she began interning at WJCN. And after graduating in 2001, she began working as a production assistant and later as a reporter. Now, in 2017, she was working as a reporter with CBS affiliate WRBL News 3, where she encountered an incident whereby a deputy sheriff was shot. When she realized there was no reporters to cover the story, she did an exclusive live report in the area on social media. Now, that right there kind of gave her the intuition of wanting to pursue her business. So what she did was because of that social media presence, it grew in excess of 15,000 followers. So that was the catalyst that ultimately contributed to a purchase of WJCN-TV 33. Now, April now says that she credits God for everything she has achieved in life, and she says she is very thankful that she was a student of Alabama State University. That's my spotlight for today, Ms. April Ross. Now back to you.
0: You said LaGrange, Georgia, right? Yes. Yeah, man, that's Georgia, but I felt like when I was in LaGrange, I saw more Auburn signs than anything Georgia, so I realized, okay, you real close to... Alabama so
2: oh that's okay. part of Alabama and no way by the way I wanted to say congrats on this Christmas Eve to your fam you Rattlers for winning the celebration bowl you know the number one bowl for HBCU schools y'all did win so hey I'm gonna give you hats off this is your second year in the swag so hey congrats to you wish it could have been us at Alabama a and but hey you can't win them all right
0: hey man you know it's funny because when I after we finished the spotlight, something said you shouldn't even have to say nothing. He already gonna know. He already gonna know. So the thing about it, man, is you know, even though we talk trash, a lot of brothers, man, you'd be trashing Alabama, and I'm nah, man. It's just competitive. Just like when Howard and FAMU was going at it, Bison was trying to choke the Rattlers, but. You know, it's funny every time someone tries to choke the rattlers, the rattlers end up choking them out. So I appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate all that. Let's go and introduce today's guest, man, because one thing about life is sometimes you meet people by happenstance. You know, sometimes you might have to get up a little early, go to a breakfast and be like, hey, can you be there like at 730? You're like, what? But, you know, I could have been like, nah, not coming. But, you know, you get up, you go, you handle your business. But sometimes you meet people. When you're not really expecting to meet somebody, and this brother here, I met this brother at the Boys and Girls Club donation breakfast a few months ago, way before we even came out with the uh, turkey drive. Met this brother there, this brother was on stage, you know, I had coworkers with me, you know, 7.30, 8 in the morning, you know, struggling to eat breakfast. But this brother get on, gets on stage, tells his story. I was like, wow, I got to meet this brother. Got to have him on Black Men's Sundays. Who are we talking about? We talking about Shamel Aikens. Who is this brother? He's the director of the West Orange branch of the Boys and Girls Club, the director. He don't just work there. He's the director. This brother has a Bachelor of Science in Sports Management from Lynn University because I got family down in Boca. That's the only reason why I know about that. And we're going to have this conversation today. So first off, Shamel Akins, the director of the West Orange Branch of the Boys and Girls Club of Central Florida. Welcome to Black Men's Sundays, brother. How you doing?
1: Hello. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Definitely, you know, man.
1: Thank you so much for the introduction. Um, I do want to say something before we go into the conversation. Mr. Eric Player, I'm from Huntsville, Alabama, and I think um, I'm familiar with Mr. Uh, Player. I have family in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, Sanithia Crawford, uh, Latasha. Uh, I, I have a good amount of people, but I, I think I yeah. will. I
2: can turn my mic on for that.
1: Yeah,
2: I know. <laughs> I know Nikki. That,
1: what? Yeah, small world, bro. Small world. Yeah, so um, Crawfords. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm familiar with um, Alabama and them. You know, I still go to Huntsville from town to town to go and see my family. Oh, okay. Well, good seeing you, bro. Uh, you too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, wow, man. See, it's a small world out here. I had no idea, right? You know, we did Turkey Drive, been chatting with this brother for the last couple months been knowing my brother eric since like what 2006 when i met you out in tampa bay you know it's a small world that's why i always say you never know who you're gonna meet i brought i met this brother by happenstance and just so happens he know my brother eric player so i mean if that ain't a black man sunday quick tip off rip for you i don't know what else to say but here's what i want to get into because you know we talk about generational wealth finance and business off rip man you know you're the director of the West Orange Branch of the Boys and Girls Club of Central Florida. For most folks, when they say director, like explain what that position means.
1: As a director, I oversee the entire building. Um, I create programs for the community. I um, create um, different events that the community um, wants to be a part of. Um, also, i um, giving back to our community and just being, you know, a leader in the community.
0: Definitely. And, you know... As I stated, you have a bachelor's in sports management from Lynn University. Uh, you have a background in education and youth development. But here's here's the question that I have. You know, when we talk about uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs of Central Florida, just the Boys and Girls Clubs, period, are the clubs strategically located in certain neighborhoods, or?
1: I wouldn't say uh, strategically uh, placed in certain neighborhoods, but I will say the neighborhoods that uh, we are. Currently in, and I'm speaking on my location, is um in a older community, um low income community where, um the Boys and Girls Club is a very very key location, um for the youth in the community.
0: For brothers out here listening, that you know, man, I wouldn't mind having a Boys and Girls Club as well. Like, what's the process of becoming a director?
1: So for me, I grew up um, in a low co- low income community. So um, in a community that I grew up in, it was either um, play sports or uh, play the streets. So in the midst of playing sports, um, I ended up meeting a director that had a basketball program, flag football program, uh, arts and craft activities. And it happened to be in my community for the Boys and Girls Club. So uh, with me growing up in that community. Um, and growing up in the boys and girls club i fell in love with the boys and girls club right i met um different um, celebrities athletes and also um mentors that kind of helped me you know stay you know in a, on the right path so um once i had that mentor that i could kind of lean on i knew i wanted to do the same thing for kids that grew up in the same community that i grew up in right um there's so many different influences in a community and, the Boys and Girls Club had positive influences. So for me, I wanted to be that to another kid. So I think that if you want to get involved in the Boys and Girls Club, um, you can always look up your local Boys and Girls Club, um, local recreation centers and get involved in that way. I would go to elementary schools and, and read the schools. And, you know, I mean, the word gets around after a while that, you know, you care about the community, you care about the kids and um, from there, you know, you'll find your way at nonprofit organizations that you can help.
0: Great information, man. You know, one one word that always sticks with me that you said was mentors. Um, I've been mentoring about a good 15 years in my community. And a lot of times when I go, I notice it's not a lot of black men. There's not a lot of men, period. You know, you may have the director of that organization. You may have their father or cousin or family member. But. You know, outside of the family of that center, you don't really see a lot of black men. But, you know, on our show, when we talk about stocks and money, brothers are locked in. But then when it's whenever we talk about mentors, it gets a little quiet in the room. So what can we do as black men to encourage other brothers to be mentors?
1: I think just exposing um, just exposing more people to the great things we're doing in the community. You know, I think everyone wants to give back to their community or be a community hero, whether it's a community that you grew up in or it's a community that you're aware of. So just actually, you know, just getting involved in your community, um, word of mouth, just you know, speaking to your local um, sports recreation spaces, um, getting involved in volunteering and things like that.
0: Do you have to get voted on? Is it like like what's the process of becoming a director?
1: So for me. Um, the first thing I did, you know, education is very, very key, right? So, you know, graduating college, doing the right thing, um, doing your classwork. And then also for me, um, you know, graduating college. You know, I played college basketball. And um, throughout those four years of playing college basketball, I was volunteering. I was getting involved in my community, like I mentioned before. Um, so for me, it's just um, being becoming a director. Um you have to have a passion for it. You have to have a passion for kids. You have to have a passion for wanting to give back. Um, so I would I would just say, you know, um, like I mentioned before, getting involved in your community, doing what's right in the classroom, um, getting your education. I didn't right? just have a passion for wanting to give back to the community and want to be a mentor.
0: Yeah, great information, man. And one thing, um, when you sent me your bio, I saw that, you know, you're increasing community engagement so as black men like what can we do to help our communities to increase engagement so
1: for me i will tell anyone if you want to um be a part of the community start with your local elementary schools talk to the counselors talk to the principal and see what families need help what do um that school lack whether it's mentors tutoring food um just different things so get into the school system and you know communicating voice what you want to do in a community
0: one thing over here at black Men's sundays is we strive not just to be a podcast right we're trying to be active in the community be community leaders where brothers and sisters know us that's how i met you doing our turkey drive but one thing i noticed about your community center is nestled in winter garden but there's another community center not even two miles away from you that you gave up some of your turkeys we donated to you for them so explain because I feel like these days I see a lot of brothers and sisters where you know you see a lot of grandmothers a lot of grandfathers now um helping take care of the children
1: so for me I, I have to be honest you know I grew up in these communities right I grew up in a giving family and Mr. Eric can um he will probably agree you know the Crawfords we always give back from my grandpa to um, my stepmother um, in Alabama. So I think you place yourself in those locations, you know, um, the same situations you were in growing up. Um, And for me, um, I want to give back to the entire community, not just my location, any community, any families, right? I want to touch as many families as I possibly can because I know how it is to not have a turkey for Thanksgiving, right? Or lean on the Boys and Girls Club to, have a lunch meal or uh, supper or Christmas gifts and things like that. So you just really have to have a drive to want to give back to the community. And for me, I'm never thinking about myself. I'm thinking about others 24 seven. How can I make someone's date? Right. Because uh, growing up in a community similar to one I work in, we didn't really have too many people we could lean on and change the, the narrative um, of um, going from not having nothing to having more. So I just have a passion of giving back. I wake up every day wanting to do more for multiple families.
0: I swear I heard somebody say um, when we were doing the drive, it was like, you know, the brother play a little ball too. I was like, oh yeah. And then I heard you saying that you play college ball. So it's interesting. You say that then you have a, you know, you have a basketball court right in your facility. I ain't going to, I kind of wanted to challenge you, but I realized, you know, I barely even played 2K. But the last thing I'm going to do is get winded after like two shots. So but let's um talk about family for a second, because one thing that I remember at that breakfast and it really touched me just, you know, because we I feel like we come from similar backgrounds, just in different cities. But how would you say the way you were raised, how did that help your mental toughness as a leader?
1: I think the support that I had around me um the support that i had around me i was able to witness those that's around me um doing the right things and also giving back and then also you know just overall doing the right thing right so that's where it starts at you know um putting myself around people that wanted better in life um that wanted to be positive role models in my life
0: i was going to say man before i continue eric you got any questions
1: man i'm just amazed man we get to see you uh see you bro um
2: well, I guess after the show we'll kind of catch up, man, and you know, and see, you know, what you've been up to, you know, these, these last few years and stuff. And uh but well, other than that, man, good everything's good, man. Don't have me don't have any major questions. He's pretty much uh, very self explanatory with you know what his what he's doing and the calls is a good thing helping out in the community and everything. So I mean I'm I'm all good.
0: All right, cool. Yeah, because I don't want y'all calling me Corey Iverson today because you know I'll be passing that much. So you know, we was talking about basketball, so I had to slide it in real quick. So, yeah. So, Shamel, man, let's, let's go back to uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Central Florida for brothers out there. They say, you know what, man, I kind of want to contribute. I kind of want to uh, be able to come by the center or, you know, do my own initiative. What process do they need to do to be able to just, you know, if they want to come in, they have an organization and they want to basically be a leader as well?
1: So um the number one thing I would say is look up and search uh, local boys and girls clubs in your area. Um, if you don't mind traveling, look up any boys and girls clubs. We're around the world. Um nonprofit organizations, right? That's the first step. The next thing is um identifying the community that you want to be in and be in you're more comfortable in. Right. And then from there, go and visit that location. Um, ask to um, speak to, you know, you, your service director at that location and just kind of let them know what's your objective, what you want to do, right? Whether it is coming in to mentor, whether it is coming to work, whether it's um, doing a turkey drive somewhat similar to what you want to do, whatever it is, just deliver it to that director. And um, I'm pretty sure it'll be um, a great conversation of how you can get involved. Um, the Boys and Girls Club, we don't turn down any opportunities. If it works best for our kids and our community, we're all for it.
0: Definitely. And you know, one thing that I learned from just talking to you, you just how you just are a natural leader. So I'm assuming you play point guard. I know, I know you, yeah. I was gonna say I had to I had to take get that in there. But the thing about being a leader is, you know, a lot of times being leaders, you have to set goals, you have to basically set up how you want your operation to be ran. So as a director, how important is it to um to have relationships with not just the students or the club members but you know with the families involved with the students as well
1: It's very important. I think the biggest thing is you have to always keep in mind although that you're the director you basically work for your for the families and the kids. Right. The kids and the families who creates the boys and girls club. So um with with me being a director, I'm just like um I'm just like a head coach, but at the same time, the the kids and the players. I mean the kids and the families are the players. They're the ones running the routes, they're the ones making the shots and things like that. So when it comes to being a director, um, I like to listen to my families. I like to listen to the teens. I like to listen to our youth. What do you guys want? What do you guys um, see for, our, um, you know, for our Boys and Girls Club. Right. So I think that's very, very important. Seeing what your community needs, seeing what your families want for their kids and seeing what the kids want as well. That's a good start.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And it's Christmas Eve, by the way. Oh, And where's my man is Merry Christmas, my brother. You know, I just I just saw you on here I was ready to just dive right on in. But, you know, it's the holiday season, the New Year's right around the corner. You know, a lot of people are setting goals, setting resolutions for you. What what goals are you setting for your center in the new year?
1: Um, For me, I I think the most important, um, the most important thing is having all of my kids back safe, right? I know um, in the community that I work in, um, I've been in situations where um, certain kids have um, different situations that stops them from coming to the Boys and Girls Club, whether it's getting caught up in the streets or um, getting caught up with with police and things like that so for me I would like all of my kids to be back um, after uh, Christmas break and then from there I think uh, increase our uh, partnerships in the community and create more events Um, Our community um, where our boys and girls club is growing so I definitely want to add on more partnerships like you guys and um, a couple more local organizations. So our kids can have year round programming and events. Uh, So those are my two goals, increasing, um, increasing uh, participation and increased partnerships and events for the new year.
0: Definitely, man. Definitely. And one thing I noticed, man, I uh, started following you on your Instagram and I see your son, Kyrie. I was like, I think he got more shoes than I do, man. His brother is yeah. super fly. So, you know, I definitely see how you raising him. I'm like, yeah, I already know he's going to be playing some ball. But my question for you is from a financial perspective. You know, a lot of brothers with kids are trying to set that generational wealth, set that finan- those finances up. So, you know, without, without us getting in your business, but you know, his brother's out here, like we're trying to get generationally, financially fit. So for you, like, you know, you have a son, like, what are you doing financially to either save up for his future or just anything, or just like, what are you doing to help uh, achieve generational wealth for your son, basically?
1: So my my son already has a college fund um, already with Bank of America. So um, not to really get into numbers, but there's a small portion that comes out of my check to, to go to his college fund. Um, also, his mom is, is, financial savvy man. I mean, so she's um helping me with planning financially, um, uh, budgeting my um, my spending and things like that. Um and I actually take a lot of um a lot of well not take, but I ask a lot of questions about how to save. Um so for me, I, I think the biggest thing is always understanding that hey, I live life for my son. And if I'm, uh, you know, Lord forbid, if anything happens to me, I want to leave my son with something. So I'm always trying to find ways of saving money, putting money to the side and things like that.
0: Wow, man. You say, so your son's already set up at Bank of America. So for the brothers out there that's saying, listen, you know, my son is four or five years old, but I haven't done anything yet to save for his future. Right now, what should these brothers do?
1: What I did was I, I started small, right? I think sometimes we think that we're supposed to deposit $10,000 overnight, right? So for me, if it's a dollar a day, if it's a dollar a week, if it's a dollar a month, anything's better than nothing. So if you enjoy shoes, right, um, which I know you do, you know, so let's say if you wanted to save money for your, um, for your child, just say, hey, you know, um instead of buying two pairs of shoes a month, i buy one and the money I would eventually spend for another pair, I will put that to the side to save up. Well, this a dollar, like I said, two dollars, three dollars. Over time, that money's gonna grow. Um, also, there's different programs where banks will um double the amount that you put in your um in your bank account, whether it's a dollar, they may chip in an extra dollar a month. Um, things like that, figuring out different programs to make your money grow,
0: definitely, man. Because that's what we're doing over here on Black Ben Sundays. You know, we don't have financial advisors, accountants, all the flavors, but I'm like, you know what? I haven't had a director at a boys and girls club, and then yeah. I meet you. Like I said, I met you by happenstance, you know, just like I met Shaq by happenstance. I think I met Eric by happenstance. You just never know, you know. Yeah. So that's what I always tell people you never know who you're gonna meet if you, if you get invited and it's early. Wake your butt up and go, because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to connect with, because I feel like in our community in black as black men, um, you know, we're more on the competitive side instead of on the collaboration side. And I feel like, you know, com- competition is cool. But once you start comparing, then it's like eh. and, you know, I remember when I first met you, you said, you know, some kids may not have food on their tables. It's Christmas time you know, like for next year, because I know it's late, it's Christmas Eve now, but like next year going forward, do you guys have any initiatives that you would need some assistance in for next year? Because it's a lot of brothers that listen that are, you know, lawyers, engineers that made very handsome donations. So that are listening right now. So, you know, how can these brothers contribute?
1: So, um, like I mentioned, you know, we're in, uh, Garden. Um, you can ask for Shamel Aikens at that location. I'm normally there at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I don't leave until seven. Um, so I would definitely say, hey, you can reach out to me. I will send my, I will leave my information for everyone to reach out. Um going into the future, we would love to have more brothers um be a part of what we're doing, whether it is um checking in on a youth or um tutoring a youth or just coming to play catch and play football with a youth right? That little deed um, there uh, will change a, a young fella's life, right? Knowing that someone cares for them. Um, our kids are dealing with a lot of lot of challenges um, outside of just technology that a lot of adults wouldn't even be able to handle. So just having someone um, to be able to check in with them and know that they're checking up on them and making sure that they're good, they're fine, um, is all we request, right? So if you want to get involved, please come and see me. Um, I will leave my information so that you can call me. Whether it's you know, we just setting up video chats and letting you speak to the kids. Anything helps, right? Our kids need more um, more brothers um, in our community um, that uh, believe in. As
0: yes, I hear brothers saying, you know, I work all the time. I try to be a leader in the community. I try to be a mentor. I just don't have time. I'm working all the time. You know, we're basically, you know, we'll shell the money out, but we're not at any of these breakfasts. So our face isn't attached to it, but we're financially there for brothers that are saying we want to be mentors. We just don't have time to do it. Do you have any alternatives for those brothers?
1: I think for me is not thinking being there physically. There's multiple ways you could be there. You could send cards, you can video chat, you can FaceTime. Right, you can um, you can have pizza parties. Um, you can even invite a club to come out and see what you do at your job. Right, you could give them a tour. Right, so I always say, you know, think small is always ways to get involved. Right, like I said, just pick up the phone sometimes and um, say, hey, you mind if I want to speak to your club members, and we could put you on um, on speakerphone, and we could bring that group that you want to speak to for you know five to ten minutes. Doesn't even have to be that long. So, you know, I mean, there's plenty of ways, especially with technology these days.
0: Definitely. Because I think a lot of times, and I know I've done it in the past. Like I said, you know, I've been mentoring for about a good 10, 15 years. But before that, I would get in my head, Well, I'm working a lot of hours. I don't really have the time. But then I felt like I started thinking so complex that, oh, I'm not even thinking of, oh, I could be doing XYZ. So that's why I'm I'm glad I asked you that question because even I learned something right there. So I appreciate you for coming on Black Men Sundays, man. You enjoying yourself on the show, man?
1: Yes, this is awesome. I'm loving it, man. Great. Thank you so much um, for bringing me on, man. This is cool. I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah, man. That's how, how we do We do this every Sunday. So, you know, if there's a Sunday you just hanging out and you're like, man, I just want to listen. I don't even know who the guest is. I just want to come and hang out. You could do that, man. You know? It's Black men's Sundays, man. That's that's the whole movement. It's not just like I said, it's not just a podcast. We, we in the community, you know, we're all over the place and we're trying to we're trying to get this brand out there because I'm, you know, I, I hear brothers all the time. You know, I make good money. I'm buying XYZ, i Z. I'm not really saving. So I'm like, here you go. But you don't have to listen to me. We bring brothers on just like yourself, man. So. You know, Shamel Akins, the director of the West Orange Branch of the Boys and Girls Club. That's in Winter Garden, Florida. Thanks for coming on Black Men's Sundays, brother. I appreciate you and Merry Christmas.
1: Hey, Merry Christmas. And hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, please send me more invites. It's a Black Man Sunday.